0: Hi hey everybody. This is Brad Biggs with Thirteen Step Tone Solutions. I'm here with Jonathan uh Grissom and we're a uh, local Earshot Podcast. We got a we got a local Oklahoma City comic in here with us today, Greg Thomas. How you doing today, man? Oh man, I'm uh I'm here. You look a little beat.
1: I'm here. You look a little beat. I'm here. <laughs> I also I also work at a bar and I closed that thing down and, and did all that. But uh you know I'm here. And that's the important thing. So I appreciate you guys having me.
0: Hey man, I I've I've been wanting to have you on since we started the whole thing. I mean uh we had lenny on a couple weeks ago and we had oh dude he had us pretty pretty amped
1: up so (laughs) Nah yeah he's he's always good for that no i fucking love lenny god you know i i always want to ask him like man thank god that your family settled on the horn because lenny trombone would just not sound as cool (laughs) you know it was really i fucking love that dude we've been on been on tour together, me and Lenny have. Yeah, he told us a few stories. I I, I got about halfway through uh, his pod with you guys, uh, so I was listening. To, I was listening to him talking about uh, doing like comedy through the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. He had me fucking rolling. So, <laughs> no, he's he's a he's a fucking quality dude, and uh, yeah, I fucking.
0: Well, uh, he he threw me off because, <clears throat> and it, he did it perfectly, unknowingly. But I've been having these. We've been trying to reach you about your car insurance, and it had two that day. And we did it on a Saturday, so it picked up. I called this number back, and I'm like, "You know, who's this or whatever?" And he he sounded just like the same dude that just called. I'm trying to reach you about your car insurance. <laughs> I hung up the phone. I'm like, "What? I fuck!" <laughs> so got <Gotcha>. you. <laughs> damn it, man. That's
1: pretty good. Yeah, it was it, you know just happened to be the perfect time. Yeah, it, God, these, damn it. Uh, He's really good at that. Also, like he's he's an expert at uh, catching you at the worst time, and then not letting you go. Like, oh man, I was doing something. Yeah, what were you doing? Yeah, no, no, no. Like, I gotta go. It's like no, but tell me what you're doing first. And I'm just like, god damn it, let me get. And he's laughing while he's saying it, and I'm just like, God. No, he's he's one of those dudes where it's just. Uh, there's some people uh, that do stand up. And uh, they're not always my favorite people. Sometimes they're not even that good. But if someone who can kill me in conversation yeah. is, are usually more adept and more fun to listen to do stand-up. And then there's some guys that have been comedians that don't make me laugh at either side. And uh, they're still called comedians. So that's, <laughs> that's interesting.
0: Well, that's one thing he kind of went into. He says, uh, you know, I asked him, I said, you know, the, there's kind of two main types of comedians that i've i noticed and i mean i'm i haven't ever done comedy i just never really yeah felt that push yet maybe one of these days but not yet but <clears throat> it's like you know as a musician you, you use the the loudness of the amps to your advantage and then as a comedian it's like you can use the silence and there's there's guys that tell traditional jokes and you know step punchline, move on and then there's other guys that can Tell their life stories, you know, their day-to-day stuff, and just kill. But then there's these, there's like this third kind that can take a a story from their life and put it in the traditional joke form. You were
1: talking about uh, Segura. Segura, Yeah, Yeah, no, and and one thing uh, I went and saw Segura live. I was there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, you were there. So uh, I've done I've done drugs. Um, So Uh, I. I just, like, I wrote it down when I'm just, like, watching it. You know, I'm not, like, writing down his fucking set or anything, but I was just, like, lightly taking notes and just being like, man, uh, his ability to just take an absurd detail and just make it so goddamn funny, where he's taught, you know, he'll just be talking about being in in a Starbucks or something, and he's just, it's a very normal, everyday shit, but he just starts describing someone in yeah. this obtuse, hilarious way to where they sound like a Bond villain and then you remember you're in a fucking Starbucks but you're howling. You know what I mean? Like there's there's some guys that just have the ability uh, and that, and that's another thing that I've I've started to uh, expel on is just not using the same word over and over. You don't realize like where, you know, everyone's words have power. Yeah, they absolutely yeah. They absolutely oh, do. Yeah. But if you, oh, if you over abuse a word, Like, uh, when I first got out of the military and I went to, like, community college to learn how to do instrumentation, man, like, fuck was, like, every other word out of my mouth when I got out. That's just how I was, you (laughs) know. So it was, like, my teacher's like, you are so smart. But you sucking. Yeah, you know, I, I need you to not swear at me anymore. It's like I'm a sixty I'm a sixty-eight year old man. I need you to just like I feel like you're swearing at me. Bump the brakes, bro. Yeah, and I'm just like, I don't fucking understand like I just get so irritated, you know. And so now, you know, and then there's there's a lot of a lot of dudes that like, well, you know, when you first start out, you'll uh you'll swear a lot and you're like, Oh man, I gotta cut back because uh yeah, sometimes I need to hold that that big fuck back or that big goddamn. You just what for for the joke, Give even though some, that's how I talk every some, day. Some some punch behind. Yeah, it. some oomph, yeah. you know what I mean. So, uh, not like I would go like read a fucking thesaurus or anything, but just kind of bringing like uh, some new words and just uh, finding the way to describe things in a different way. Just add something to your act.
0: That would be really hard. I don't know, know, I I don't think I've ever not gone on stage in front of people and not been nervous and I tend to say fuck a lot more the more nervous I am. So that would be kind of
1: a uh, that'd be hard. And that that's <laughs> the thing about lightly having uh some sort of routine too, is it almost takes Yeah, yeah some of true. the some of the guesswork out. But yeah, when I first started I would any time I stumbled over my words, uh fuck, uh you know, like yeah, and eventually, like everything else like uh, you just—it's reps, and also uh, watching other people do it, and may and so watch other people do it well is is really cool. Um, man, what's what's really been great is uh, just locally is just like Bricktown Comedy Club. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> we did not have like we'll just like coincidentally you got Brian Regan, Chad Daniels and like who are two of my favorite just like dumb white dude comedians like they're just the Chad Daniels if you haven't listened to him is more like a he's a dad who just talks about being a dad Yeah,
0: his his bits are story story <coughs> story time kind of stuff but man he's
1: he's one of those too it's like Yeah, just, the way they de- <clears throat> uh, excuse me the way they describe things is just out of this world and uh you know you you don't i never thought about it in that way where it was like, oh man, I probably shouldn't use the word big twenty times. Because <laughs> if I use the word big a lot, it just doesn't sound as fucking big at the end of the day. Right. So, you know, gargantuan is just a funny word to use every now and then. Well
0: you know? I get the sensation that you pick these words. You're thinking of dick jokes as we speak.
1: No, 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 no. I try to not <laughs> I try to not do I try to not do as many dick jokes. I I'll do some sex jokes, but I just feel like most dick jokes have been done. Yeah. I don't feel like there's a whole lot of wiggle room around the cack. <laughs> ah. I ah, ah, ah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Case I, in point, right? <laughs> I just, exactly. I just, you know, I do have a joke about like, uh, uh, Taking strength training for sex to the next level with like using a weighted blanket to fuck my girlfriend, and at the end, throwing it off and then finding this new speed that I didn't know I had.
0: Hey, man. Yeah. That's
1: that's science. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Science works. That's all I'm saying is that Bill Bill Nye hasn't told me no yet. Hey, so. Hey, right? So I, uh, yeah, no, I figured, you know, like I see strength trainers, dudes running on sleds. (laughs) You know all these things. Same principle. And then remove the weight. All of a sudden, you pick up this new speed. And she can have like all the cheating fantasies. Yeah, like a whole new man. Does it really matter? Does it really matter? (laughs) She's still here.
0: (laughs) well, where did you come from originally? I know you're from Texas. So I was
1: born born here in Norman. Oh, okay. Uh, I was born here in Norman and then uh, raised in San Antonio. very very awkward uh but enjoyable childhood in that uh you're raised from an hour uh south of austin uh by two ou alumni uh so always talking shit uh but not talking shit till i was like 12 uh because we weren't winning until then well uh, yeah. we were terrible so yeah, the 90s but we just don't talk about yeah. that it's like the <laughs> 80s everywhere else <laughs> it's like the 80s everywhere else we yeah. just don't talk about it yep um but yeah, um, yeah, and then Brad and I first met. Um, so I, I was in the military. Um, I did, I did two tours in Iraq, stationed in Hawaii at Fort Hood, uh, Schofield Barracks in Hawaii, and then got out of the military after eight years. Uh, started doing industrial training and all that kind of stuff, and then uh, Brad and I met working at a, a local university, uh, and. Uh, funny thing is, uh, Brad actually was like, the dude was like, if you don't get on stage, I'm going to beat you up. Like, uh, if, cause there was one day where- Dude,
0: you made me cry. I mean, I laughed so hard. I thought I was going to have to pull over and throw up.
1: I, I forgot what I, <clears throat> I forgot what I said. I think I called this girl a swamp donkey or something. <laughs> like, I was trying to describe just how ugly this person was. And I was like, she's, this, this is, a, I would- I dare say, swamp donkey. Oh my Shrek. god! Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that
0: dude. We cannot even. I, and this is this show's not even censored. But I, we couldn't even talk about the stories we or shit that we would talk about in those trucks. Oh,
1: and and like the meetings weren't really that much better. <laughs> we would just roast like elderly, senile mechanics. <laughs> 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 Louis, we just roast the shit out. Of, like, no, nobody
0: it. was off limits. That's yeah. for sure. Working. No, I oh. took my lickings.
1: Yeah. I, uh, but yeah, no. a lot of veterans up there though. Yeah. too. that it was, was. It was a really yeah. good part. Was everybody's, uh, you know, you, people that don't know, like when you're in the military, you have it's like a hurry up and wait mentality. Awesome. So, and so you're just there's a lot of standing around, and when they're standing around, there's talking shit, and if you're not good at it, life can be hard. So oh, man. that yeah.
2: transitions nuts at a like a an event, you know. Like we'd have all these like officers in the front, and they're all getting ready for like an event. We're all in our blues and stuff. Where we're just all talking shit and everything. And then out of nowhere, they they'd be like click click, and then out of nowhere, everybody's just like attention, yeah, right absolutely quiet, just just quiet. Hundreds of people just quiet. Absolutely you know? no, and so it's like with that just comes
1: like a, yeah, and no, and fucking deployments even worse. Cause you're rolling around in a truck for like 12 hours, like saying terrible things. Like dead
0: baby jokes would uh, definitely, that's like a day two thing. Oh yeah. And then uh, then it only
1: digresses.
0: I worked, I worked at a place short for a short while after the, the power plant and, uh, and the the manager in that office she her husband was a vet and that was one of their things and i'm like oh my god i finally work with somebody that that gets i can do
1: dead baby jokes with because those go on for hours oh (laughs) yeah no and okay so when i first joined the military they would tell dead baby, and i had like i just had a kid and i was soft (laughs) and they would just start telling dead baby jokes i like, and I'd just be sitting there like, oh,
0: <laughs> oh,
1: like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, how do you stop a dead baby from falling through a manhole? You throw a javelin through his head. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, I know, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm just like, oh. And then eventually, like, you just realize, like, this is just an absurd yeah. exercise hey, And you just what, say terrible things. always got me,
0: especially working with you, was, okay, then it would be like, okay, the joke's bad enough, but then we'll branch off and say, well, what would cause a baby to be going through a manhole? Uh, hmm. Yeah,
1: it be like, uh... <laughs> So hopefully someone slam dunking, you know. It's like, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> I was thinking taxi. Steph Curry, horrible accident from downtown, uh, blood and guts. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so eventually I, uh, I, I stopped doing the power plant gig and I started working at the, uh, started working um, at JJ's Alley down in Bricktown as a, you know, as a door guy and a bar back or whatever, and. Uh, yeah, no. So I've been doing stand up for like three and a half, like three and a half years. Uh, I didn't do a lot during, uh, COVID, honestly. Um, not because I, uh, how dare you, because I was out there, you know, some, but <laughs> I, uh, been getting my podcast, uh, talking bluntly up. Uh, me and Justin Keithley, who's fucking hilarious. I love that guy. I've seen uh, him
0: open up at the Looney Bin, yeah.
1: Yeah, he, uh, yeah, no, he's, uh, he did really good at, uh, he killed opening for Catan, man, I've been, and he killed last night opening up for, a uh, Dope Comedy road Show. It was Dope City Comedy Roadshow, it was fucking awesome, and, uh, so yeah, just getting my podcast up, and dude, it's, uh, yeah, you guys are doing it, it's, uh, it's a little bit different than what you think it's gonna be when you're starting off, getting it set up, everything, it's so much more, uh, work, it's a lot yeah. of stuff, and, it, but guess what, like, uh. Yeah, once it starts, once you start getting it to where, like, I I literally were episode 25 in, and I just yesterday finally was like, oh, this doesn't sound like horse shit. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. yeah That's no. how I felt at, uh,
0: we had a DJ in pre, and she's super cool chick, man. She's she's easy to talk to, you know, so it's like, even just introducing Talking before the thing setting up, I was like, "This is going to be fucking easy," and uh, since then, it's it's been easier to to kind of just instead of having like a plot point, just talk. You know, it's just and it's it's more natural to do that, anyways. You know.
1: Yeah, we ha- we lightly because uh, Justin and I mainly talk like a uh, you know local comedy stuff and UFC mainly and uh, cannabis, and so we uh, you know oh, well, the mean, name like talking so. bluntly. With a name like Talking yeah, Bentley, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. you, got, you have to. You know? Why wouldn't you? So the uh, we'll just lightly chalk out like a few events and stuff we want to talk about. But yeah, no, for the most part, just having these kind of fun conversations with different people from different walks of life is uh, I think is one cool thing that the podcast uh, has given us the ability to do. Yeah, um, is ha- having these cool kind of conversations where other people can be lightly privy to them. In a case where, uh, maybe maybe I don't want you here. Maybe maybe I, maybe maybe you're, maybe you're not that fucking cool. Maybe I don't want you to listen to this conversation. But you can listen to it in your car. But what, I, you know, there's some people that suck. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, there just is. <laughs> Statistics. Well,
0: and, and the thing I I was we've been talking about too. Our uh, basically our big ambitious goal. We're looking at three to five years is to be in the venue. Yeah, Or own it. show. And we can have our spot. And that's one thing that we, we've... we uh, We could be bullshit out of our minds, but we both generally agree that Oklahoma City's got a huge talent pool, but it's, it's really spread out. And there's no Sunset Strip or Beale yeah. Street in Oklahoma. There's Bricktown, but Bricktown itself is still pretty fucking big, you know?
1: Yeah, and it's in the way Midtown and just... Because I worked at down there. It's just like the way Midtown is right now. I mean, there's there's so many little spots right now that are kind of popping back up. And we'll honestly, like in 18 months, every, once everything's post post the world ending and coming back to life again, uh, I th- I think, you know, you'll be able to take a better temperature because right now, like, the I believe, and I could be totally full of shit. I've been known to do that, but... I think like, the whole 35 corridor is just going to see an, an expanse in the next three to five. Kind know. of what we're thinking, too. Yeah, no, just... Um, uh, I mean, with, with uh, Apple opening up a large campus in Austin, Spotify already being there... Uh, really, Elon. Elon went to Texas. Yeah, he's know? in Austin <laughs> and in Houston, so... You know, you got to look at... There's just going to be a large expanse. There's going to be a lot of people with... Uh, with money and there's going to be a lot of uh artists that move center you know why would you pay la rent yeah <laughs> well that's the thing you know the
0: i-35 corridor you can you're basically three days from coast to coast i mean if you if you got to be somewhere and you need to drive you're right centrally located yeah you know but i i, I don't know I'm, i i kind of thought with the pandemic when they said how bad la was and then through all that the homelessness started to come up and then you have rich people bitching about people sleeping on their curb i was like now we're gonna see something change yeah because it's it's in their
1: neighborhood now yeah no and that's (laughs) uh that's uh it's a very weird thing and unfortunately uh what happened in like san fran you're gonna see happen in austin a little bit yeah because now you have... Uh, unfortunately, you have like super tech money that's flying in there, buying up people's you know, real estate, which is dope, because those people are making crazy good yeah. money. Because yeah. they're just like, hey, let me buy your lot, because I'm going to knock this piece of shit down. Mm-hmm. But I need to buy this lot. And so you're going to have a lot of people that plus up on this deal, but you're also going to have people that get priced out of their own fucking areas. Yep. And that's what... That's what led to San Francisco having a a poop app. You know what I mean? Oh, Jesus yeah. force out a lot of people. Yeah, so just, hey, just you just, you know, uh, I, I hope they start taking care of people. I hope they realize you can't dramatically, as much as this expanse will help us and even like Dallas, San Antonio, because there's no distinction really between Austin and San Antonio because there used to be like... A little bit. I Growing up in San Antonio, you you drive up to Oklahoma frequently as I would. There's like San Antonio, then there's San Marcos, and then there's Austin. There's none of that shit. It's like driving yeah. from Norman to Moore to OKC. It's like, oh, where's right. the real distinction here? It's like, oh, just the OKC huge Metroplex now. Like it's just mm-hmm. absolutely huge. And that
0: can be good. And it's like anything else, you know. It would be good as far as getting artists and bands and everything in the mix for a scene but that's being so spread out and never ending kind of thing it's like okay like me i'm in norman and a lot of guys that are are our local artists or whatever either live in oklahoma city or
1: way out of oklahoma city (laughs) yeah they're like oh they either live in pink (laughs) marlowe or something ridiculous no absolutely no and that's uh No majority and a lot of the artists too that are really great in this state live in Tulsa as well. So and I think because of the 35 expanse that we're talking about, I just think you'll uh, you'll you'll see a lot of these artists move it to OKC just because they're going to be able to start picking up gigs in Dallas and all this stuff. Because man, there are some amazing musicians here in Oklahoma City. I mean, just blues. Rock, country, bluegrass, rock, just like around, around the whole spectrum is really starting to uh, really pick up. And I I think uh, especially, you know, I, I think we all agree that like hard times make great music, you know, and we just went through like one of the roughest years. So I think here in the next 18 months, you're going to get some really good new music and some, some really profound shit hoping there's going to be a lot of people that have
0: definitely been depressed or went through some roller coaster thing this last year um and and artists are the ones that can actually bring that out in a song and they don't sound like they're just fucking crying on the news yeah (laughs) (laughs) some do both
2: yes yeah a lot of them do do both
0: <laughs> I tell you what, though, one band and we seen them together, uh, Smith and Myers. Uh, yeah, they came through in December, which was a bold move for a band that that is known as those two guys. You know, yeah, because everybody bold was strategy. God, we don't want to. You know, nobody wants to. Oh, they didn't That's give us like, two bitch, thoughts. we're
1: open. Y'all want to come on two in? <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of that, that was number one. It was a great show, and. It was one of the only times where uh, I had been out, and I was wearing a, you know, a mask, and I don't give a shit about wearing a mask. Like it, being in the military, and you're like forced to do so much <laughs> shit you don't like. Wearing a piece of cloth over my face, not that bad, right. not that bad. You know, like
2: That's, I, no, yeah. and then, yeah, I mean, and then the uh, what do you call it, the whole shot stuff, like. Somebody somebody goes well. Are you afraid of getting the virus? So I was like, man, I have like twenty fucking different Vaccine, vaccines in the, my body right now. Thing. Like,
1: I, I ain't afraid of that shit. I told everybody the same thing because I work at a bar four nights a week and I have not gotten COVID yet. I I still I like I'm I'm fucking immune. God, my wife it.
0: worked on the COVID floor with directly with COVID patients. Never had a problem. Yeah.
1: So my whole thing is is uh yeah like smallpox shot like I've got. I don't know how many anthrax shots. Yeah, well,
2: yeah, and then somebody, uh, I was uh, listening to, like, No Agenda, and they said, um, and one thing that they were ignorant about was uh, they said that, um what was it, uh, oh, you know, uh, why, I don't understand why it's two shots. You know, most vaccines are, almost all vaccines are, are one shot. And I'm thinking, anthrax is seven. like Because I remember getting that, that thing, like, every three months or you something. To, and
1: then you had to get boosters. Overall, I had 12 yeah, Ooh, yeah, so yeah. Because if you're
2: in the army, then that, that they, they did a lot more. Than, yeah. Because so, in the air force, you didn't have to do it once oh, you like, yeah. got out of so,
1: employed. My last one, it was like that fucking Family Guy. We just sat there and burned. You just <sighs> 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 like it just sat there and it just fucking burned. Like not even like a good burn. Like. Not even like your uncle's putting out a cigarette on your forehead burn. Like Jesus. just just like twenty <laughs> like twenty bee stings all at the same time burn. Like Jeez. and it sat there for like a half hour and you're just mad about it. There's nothing you could do but be like oh. So So the so the cloth over the face, not yeah, a big deal. Not a big deal. <laughs> not a big deal. Not a big deal. And there was a lady at the show's like, "I don't understand why I have to wear it." And they're like, "Look, lady, when you bought the tickets." Exactly. Everyone agreed that this was the thing. Yep. We were going to attempt to social distance, which was a complete fucking horseshit attempt, by the way, which is fine. I don't well, care. I don't I care. I think everybody had a it was in groups, groups. But I also, you know? yeah, no, but my old my whole thing is is like a We're sharing the same air. If I'm going to a show in the middle of a pandemic, anything that happens to me is my own fucking fault. Right. Right. I'm not gonna blame anyone. Oh, why'd you why'd you make me go to that show and get COVID? It's just not the attitude I've ever had in my life. But (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but to watch watch this. It is your
2: responsibility to take care of me. Yeah. I I made that decision to go there. Yeah,
1: no, I even I went so far as to spend money. Like so so while I absolutely was like felt bad for this guy because I've you know I work at a door I have to work security I have to like tell people to leave and stop acting like an asshole that, they're not fun conversations right. to have where I'm totally empathizing with this guy having to tell this fucking Karen to put her fucking mask on but at the same time I'm like hey man I'm pretty sure you said you were going like a third full and we're easily <laughs> oh it was way three more quarter full <laughs> and I was like and. We're in closed space, so like we're all taking each other's air and like bong hits in here. Yeah. So like, while this lady's being told twin about it, she is slightly correct. But put your fucking mask on, lady, <laughs> and shut the fuck it's, up. Hey, it's still
0: there. It's still their property. It's their rules. Oh, you know? dude,
1: no. And that's that's a uh, that's that's just uh, sometimes. Okay, so when I was when I was in Iraq, I'll tell the story. All right, go. So when I was in Iraq, I uh, I was talking to a uh, to a dude, and uh, hold it. Or yeah, just, just hold it. So he uh, <laughs> he was like, "Man, it is. Uh, y'all got to do something about like all these like bombs and all this crazy shit." He was like, "He's like, this would have never happened under Saddam," and I was like, "What? What?" He was like, "Bro." He's like, say what, say what you want. He was like, but the man ruled with an iron fist. We would not do this thing if he was around. And I was like, fuck, man, I hate that you're saying this right now, but you're fucking right. Like the guy had, the guy had control, like, and it, by force, but <laughs> yeah, control no, nonetheless. So it was so, <laughs> it was so funny where it was just like, uh, man, how did how did China get all their people to wear masks? I was like, uh, have you heard of a death camp? Like, yeah, I was like. Like this freedom shit, uh, it it's really cool until it's, they. Uh, it's, it's a fickle a, catalyst. It's a double edged sword, my friend. Yeah, like people
0: have the freedom to be absolute tool bags as well. For freedom comes responsibility. People forget the second part.
1: Ah, uh, it's not as fun.
0: Yeah, it's not as fun.
1: Yeah, no, that's what's. Uh, I think that's what's missing is that, it used to be like, hey, if I'm gonna go act like a fucking total prick job and get drunk and be belligerent, I'm gonna have the audacity to go to Vegas first. You know what I mean? <laughs> now if you're
0: gonna go broke, right just do it right away.
1: right just like uh, like now people will go you know to like Bricktown and act like it's like the end of the world on like a Thursday occasionally <laughs> and I'm just like, they're all drinking like it's the Civil War. You know what I mean? Like, like, a, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're going to have to line up and be in the vanguard. Like, it's their last night alive. Like, I just... Thirsty Thursdays. It's always
0: Thursday night. Man, Thirsty Thursdays, man. Working at a bar has made me drink less. <laughs> Straight up. Well, working as a mechanic made me do way
1: less shit around the house. Yeah. <laughs> There's something to that. Oh, I'm telling you. I man. still haven't started. My girlfriend's really waiting for that to kick back <laughs> up. I'm like, man, I was fiction stuff for a while. And I mean, fixing stuff in a way that you wouldn't call it fixing, but it working. Like, I wouldn't say it fixed it as much as we... You had a lot of J.B. Weld, we'll just say yeah, that. Yeah, no, it was Got like, like J.B. Weld on a lowrider, you know what I mean? It's was, it was not well thought out.
0: You never want to hear those words, you hear something crash, and then you hear me go, yeah, hey, I can fix it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. No. <laughs>
1: My favorite, no, my favorite question is, so who do we call for this bid? Like, I'm not doing this shit. Like, no. There's some stuff that uh, Brad and I were asked to do at our job, uh, our last job. We're going to contract that out. Yeah, where it's like, (laughs) hey, there's this steam breakage and uh, it's 120 degrees down here. gonna need you guys to spend about four and a half hours down here if you could minimize the breaks so that we don't have to do this for longer than a day so uh you know because they need the heat during the summers and as a you know they need humidity control they need that and we're like no they don't and they're like yes they no give us three days they're like you have eight hours <laughs> <laughs> well it was worse when they were like all right they
0: come back with something and then in the next meeting yeah the contractors didn't take the bid uh greg and brad are gonna have to take that job yeah. you got a, you can you got a couple hours this morning
1: yeah you know? <laughs> by, uh, by the way we uh yeah Up also down also do you need uh <laughs>
2: any, any? Idiocracy is a documentary, so Dude, we're, head, point, we're heading there. We're so. headed that
1: way. At this point, yeah, we just need, what was it, Mondo? What was it Bron- Brando. Brando. Yeah, and
2: Brondo. someone <laughs> Yeah, at some point, somebody's going to be like, man, I think that plants need Gatorade. And we're all going to be like, no, 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 no. And then yeah. we're still going to do it because Why we're not? all going to sit back and be like, it's funny, though. And Dude. then we're just going to keep laughing until... Yeah, until uh, Terry Crews is
1: the president. You know what I mean? Like it's... <laughs>
0: well, I think The Rock would be about... I don't know. We already had Trump, Donald Trump. I mean... <sighs>
1: oh, my we're God. living in
0: a cartoon, man.
1: Okay, so if... if <laughs> I'm trying to develop this new bit. Some people will say that this life is like a simulation, like a computer simulation. Yeah, I've heard Some that. people will say yeah. that. And uh, if that is true, uh, this Sims... Uh, Pandemic expansion pack fucking blows. Like I'm, am, I am so done with this expansion pack. Can we, can we just be done with this one? And hopefully, like the next one will be like, I don't know, like uh, Sims orgy pack or something, something that is way cooler than Pandemic. Second pack. Life. Yeah, <laughs> like something.
0: Who would buy that expansion pack? Uh,
2: an Man. asshole. Man. An you know, asshole.
1: That's who. You know,
2: I would. Uh, like. I was uh I work at GoPuff and I was I was sitting in my car because you have to pull up and then they bring out bags to you and then you drive around town taking people right and uh,
1: okay so GoPuff that's a delivery delivery service. service
2: yeah it's it's a little different it's like um what do you call it like. Uh, people go on an app and they just order stuff, like convenience store stuff. Oh, like okay. Snacks. The GoPub. It sounded like cannabis. Order, I thought it was no, like no. a weed delivery so service. So like, they can Pub, order cool. a lot of different things on there, but I'm sure at some point in the world they'll probably get there. At that point, you well, know, they have like it, Yeah, they have speed um, weed
1: and stuff like that in other places. Yeah. Well,
2: go ahead. But uh, but the uh, so I'm sitting in the car, and I'm looking over, and uh, there's a lot of homeless on that area. Like there's a lot of the, always walking around the the town. And uh, and I look over and I see this guy and he pulls back, he turns and looks, and then he goes right back on the wall, he turns back, looks back, goes right back in the wall, turns back and just does this like three, four times and I'm like, Like, God damn man, that Sim is fucking stuck. Right? <laughs> and then and then finally he turns around, he looks around and this cop pulls up and he goes. And and he's like this, and he starts moving around, his arms moving around, and he just starts walking off like all janky like, and I'm like, damn, like that's like a video game, like whenever you like get you know caught in a video game, you're like, oh shit, we're gonna 100% loop. Yeah, yeah, so somebody, was controlling, program yeah, somebody, somebody dude, was controlling, somebody somebody was controlling the the controller on that one, and, and it's <laughs> like they they were like, I don't know what to do, sir, you know. So whoever's controlling me,
1: uh, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> Is there Stop any making me like there? porn so much. No, um, <laughs> my hand is tired. No, um, no, I, 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 think that's like a hilarious thought. That it was like it's all simulation, but it like if that's true, like there's some people that are really good at playing video games. It's like whoever's controlling me right now is like obviously like a novice at video games. Like they're like a weekend wa- There's no like. There's no Twitch streaming amazing dude <laughs> playing with my character. There's like, man, yeah.
0: I, I, those those theories have got to come from DMT experiences. That's the only reason I would ever think you would that you would think that this is some digital simulation in a computer, because it'll definitely take you
1: to a place that's kind of uh, like that. I okay. So speaking of that, we were. Uh, uh, Brad and I went to a Shinedown concert oh, at the yeah. same at, at the same time. That was a good time. All right, so we were we were there but separate, right? We we're both with our respective significant d- domestic, others, domestic, domestic partners, wives, things, yeah, girlfriends, whatever. Chicks. So, <laughs> so uh, Brad and I are both on LSD during this concert, and then we meet up after the concert. And By the way, we both like. Uh, <laughs> we texted when we dropped it. Yeah, we yeah, dropped it. We... We're like, oh yeah. And so <laughs> we meet up after the show and we're both still just going and we're like, bro, it peaks so hard. And like right at the same time, apparently we like simultaneously, like the Earth's lined up and Jupiter was in retrograde. It was during Diamond Eyes. Yeah, Diamond. Yeah. Like they just nailed it. And I just remember like ha <laughs> like just like nah, just like I the funniest thing about that concert was there was a guy next to us with... Oh, no, 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 this was Catfest. Damn it, I fucked it up. There's a a Catfest with Marilyn Manson. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was a guy with one leg who was trying to, like, mosh with his buddies. Oh. And you could look too hard, but, like, he kept falling over, like, kind of a lot. But he was also drinking. <laughs> so it's like, I'm... Sh- so it's like... Literally a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. Yeah, well... Yeah. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> I'm also on drugs at this concert, so it's way more interesting than the concert. You have to understand this. <laughs> like, I am... And also, at the time, my buddy uh, brought this really annoying date with her, him, and I am not a fan of this girl. So she found out I, I had some extracurriculars on me, and... <laughs> She's, you know, can I get, like, a, 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 a water? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. You're in the group. Like, 20 minutes later, hey, can I get a... Hey, hey, check this uh. out. Yeah, hey, check <laughs> this out. Shit ain't free. This is my girlfriend, so that's not going to work out. So you're going to have to fucking fuck off. Yep. So then for the rest of the night, I would act like I was putting something in the straw... And then right as she would like go down, I'd dump it back in the bag and put the straw in her nose. Yeah, the whole night. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Anyway. So but so this Shinedown concert that Brad and I go to, we're 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 peaking pretty hard. I don't know if you folks I almost fell over. Yeah. Have so what I don't is the, it very what often. is the hardest publicly concert trip that you've had, Brad?
0: I think that would probably be it. Okay. Yeah. Um, that one, uh, and uh, Guns N' Roses, I th- that I think I was on Mushrooms on that one. I, but ever since, uh, I went to Pantera, that was my first time ever taking acid for a concert. Ooh. And at that time, it was probably like my second time to ever even be exposed to it, because I was out in the fucking middle of nowhere. But uh, yeah, that was wild, because I was looking at the floor section, and it, I kept saying, the floor's boiling. <laughs> I, was a, I, didn't, I was a fucking idiot, you know? But, uh, yeah, at the Shinedown concert, man, yeah, that was... Holy shit.
1: Now the... Um, I, I like Bonnarum. Uh I like Bonnaroo. I, have, I haven't got to do one of those big festivals. It's, I still
0: haven't even done Rocklahoma
1: all three days. You know. uh, see, I don't like Rocklahoma, not because I don't love people from Oklahoma, but I don't like 30,000 people <laughs> from Oklahoma. You know what I mean? Like... You understand? I I completely and understand. camping out with thirty thousand Oklahomans <laughs> It's not fucking fun to me, to be honest. It's never sound like a fun idea for me. And it's and it's in the middle of the fucking summer. Yeah. And it's hot as ball like I smell people at a concert in October here sometimes, so I'm not doing August. Like that's not
2: start having ptsd flashbacks yeah no yeah exactly like Like, bases smell like just nasty dead bodies and stuff yeah you
1: just yeah no and that's what i'm saying like i just no thank you uh but bonnaroo even though it is like a bunch of patchouli smelling granola feeding each other hippies a lot of the time (laughs) i can appreciate it because uh uh not that there's an open social contract that drugs are socially acceptable because they do have like undercover cops running around. But if you're not being like a open obtuse asshole that you're doing drugs, like they're not. So we rolled up to the campsite day one and these like frat bros pull up, but each one of them has like, weed is not legal in state of Tennessee. Each one of these assholes lights up a pre-roll cone in their mouth and starts setting up their campsite. And within like ten minutes, there's like undercovers around their web, their fucking campsite, and like you walk out, and they've got a they've got a huge like fucking freezer bag full of fucking ganja. They jack all their shit, and like I'm just like, what a bunch of fucking idiots. This is the same festival I can, like go to like the little marketplace and go buy like a coke spoon. Like there's like no one, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody's nobody's telling you you can't do them they're just telling you to be a fucking adult right and these guys failed in the first 30 fucking minutes <laughs> and like 20 minutes after this i have like two like 40 year old women on the other side of us on our like where I, um do you know where i can find some weed and i did know because i was the guy with it but I'm like, man, I just saw somebody get rolled up. Like, you're not getting me, yeah. Karens. <laughs> you're not getting me, you know. And they're like, look, we're fr- we're from New Jersey, and I heard the accent as soon as they from you from New Jersey. I was like, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. They're not sending undercover New Jersey cops down here. <laughs> All right, I'll play your game, ladies. Man, fifty bucks. And so Bonnaroo, Botter- yeah. So Bonnaroo, Botter- uh, night night zero. I decided I was going to take uh one hit and I was having such a good of a time and everybody and me and my me and my other buddy uh who's uh you know I have you and then I have my other buddy Dan who's my I know I can really push the limit cuz we'll take care of each other you know I know. I appreciate that man Yeah no and so <laughs> so like he was like, "Man, I think I'm gonna take another hit." So I just pop one. He's like, "Man, I'm not going to." And I was like, "Well, it's already too late for this."
0: Ooh, someone's on babysitting duty. <laughs> well, no.
1: So, I've been, so I get in the tent with my girlfriend like three hours after taking the second one, and I there's like a beam of light from like the floodlights they have going down like the aisles, just so you have some sort of like you know you can see when you're walking, and uh, all the words I'm thinking of like the word everything would appear, like, all the letters of it, and then they would just, like, fall like a waterfall, like all these words. It was, like... And I'm just in there for, like, three hours by myself. Just fucking having a grand old fucking time. (laughs) Well, Well, you're not going to sleep anytime soon. (laughs) Yeah, so then it's, like, night one, and uh, I forgot who who was before Childish Gambino, but they were fucking great. And then Childish Gambino comes up, and it was, like, watching, like, a... uh, it was like watching Michael Jackson Tupac and like James Brown all at the same time because there was like some gospel like he came out doing like the already with like cream colored pants on no shirt just doing a uh, full gospel choir so before this my buddy Dan's like hey man like you ready I'm like yeah, let's let's do it again I'm like let's go nine2. <laughs> He's like, how many did you drop? I was like, well, I just, you know, I took two last night, so I just took two right now, so it'll be like I'm taking one, because you can't stack like, yeah, drugs. So, he, uh, he's like, well, I just took three, and I only took one last night, so you have some fucking catching up to do. And that that that's who he. That's I mean, who,
0: sounds like he's really twisting your arm here, man. Yeah,
1: real dick. So <laughs> so so I like run over and I'm like, hey, you know, because our friend brought copia, so I was like, hey, can I get a you know, a three for real quick. So I do like another like two or three real quick. About half the show goes by, and me and him are like standing behind our little area that we have. We have like some blankets laid out, and there's like forty thousand people, but we're at like the back of the kind of field area. But you can still see these huge screens, and the you know the sound is amazing. And I look over, and we're both just like wide eyed. Like, ah, you want to do another one? <laughs> and we're like, yeah. So like, by the way, these ones that we're getting that this girl cut—they're not like ones. They're like one Strips. and a halfs. Yeah. They're like twofers. In ones, maybe even two and a halfers and so we're like, can we get another one? <laughs> Alright, but get like handed to us, it was, man and then from then on, it was it was fucking off like it was, so I'm at about seven and uh, I'm just crying, laughing, and just having like the greatest time and uh, one of my buddies uh, who's with us he had just found out his wife was pregnant, like Four weeks before Bonnaroo, so his wife can't do any of the good stuff. Right. So he he agrees that every other night he's gonna do the sober thing and just hang out with his. So this is one of his nights that he has to be sober, and he just looks over at me and you know I'm already a dad. Is I don't I, are you a dad? Do you have kids or? Okay, so yeah, Brad, you've got a you've got, got a, son, a son. You know, yeah. yeah. So so he's like, you know, man, what's like being like a dad like? And honestly, it's one of the best summations I've ever had about being a dad. I was like, you know, man, there's gonna be some shit that just happens. Like one day, there's gonna be a turd in the aquarium, right? <laughs> and in that moment, it's important that you just get the turd out of the aquarium, and then you figure out how it happened. That's that's fatherhood. Like just, just guessing and just just <laughs> adjusting on the fly. That's Show all you do. Basically. yeah it's yeah. i was like you're just showing up and just sometimes crazy shit's just gonna happen especially if you have a boy like just a wild shit is uh, just man, gonna happen I, I don't know i
0: got buddies that got you got uh two girls yeah right? yeah i, nah, I mean, i'm like i don't know you know but i only
1: know raising yeah. a boy
0: it seems like each one's got its own yeah they're their own monster
1: <laughs> oh i can't also uh i feel so terrible for my parents Now that I, like... Because I was a (laughs) fucking terrible teenager. Like, my son is a good kid. Remark... Oh, oh, I can't believe how calm my son is. Oh, my God. Like, can you believe how much jail time I'd be doing if we had camera phones? Can you believe the consecutive life sentences that I would have served if we would have all had camera phones at his age? Oh, my God. So many un... un I vividly remember sneaking out of the house, going to this college rager at like 16 years old with some of my buddies. And this, my buddy had a hot cousin who was in college that got us in. And I remember stepping into this party and seeing like, oh, my God, they have a DJ at a house. Oh, there's like a margarita machine. Oh, my adults know how to party, bro. <laughs> And I remember drinking like a fucking fish until the sun came up and my dad was working out of town. It was just my mom and I was raised super Catholic. So I get up to my room at about 6.15. Get a knock at about 8 o'clock. Churches at (laughs) 9. A mass, oh. Yeah, we got mass at 9 (laughs) now. Oh, man. So uh, this is the first time I got spinnies in church. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first time I got to... <laughs> Not the only time. It was the first time I ever got spinnies at church. Uh, but yeah, that was... Uh... I was a terrible child. And I would do all... And my He just does like, Okay, it. okay. Like terrible, like... Was it school? or were you just oh, rebellious? School, I, or... No, it's... No, it's school. too much. At school, like... I was terrible. I would like talk shit to teachers. Like somebody... Uh, All right, this got me... I was asked not to come back to my middle school because, number one, I I, I had had an issue with fighting, but also there was a vice principal who was like, uh, what did he say to me? Oh, he was like, your dad's a doctor. Don't you want to be more... I was like, well, I definitely don't want to be a vice principal. <laughs> I was like, I, can, well, I was he, uh, like, hey, to be fair, he walked right into that. What? I, no, 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 I, no, no, no. My exact words were I think if I became a vice principal, my dad would consider me a failure. <laughs> so they so were like, hey, so next year when high school comes around, because this is like a private don't school. Don't show up. Yeah. Like, we're going to let you get out of here, out of middle school but if you could just find another school for your kid that would be great. <laughs> then I lasted 2 years at a private high school and then they asked me not to come back. Uh, yeah, I just did I did not give a fuck as a kid. Like I just I regret it so much because like I can I'm sure my parents are like where did we go so wrong? It's like no, I just had to get this shit out. Like I just but it was so funny cuz I remember like trying to spit game at like my night like freshman English teacher because she's like twi- <laughs> like she's like twenty seven years old or something like that she looked like Topango from Boy Meets World and hey. I mm-hmm. right exactly nice. yeah. right so yeah. thank you so I would just be like how's your husband doing Miss King. He's like, Oh, he's fine, why are you asking? Just seeing if he's still around. Just like just <laughs> saying stuff like that. And like he'd be like, go see your fucking and my football coach. he would be like, You don't even know what one of your fucking players said to me today? <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know, man. It just seemed like the right thing to say at the time. Like, just make a conversation. What's wrong? Yeah, like <laughs> It's amazing how uh, uh we're all in such a rush to grow up. Oh man, and then you, when you get there, you're like, yeah, I don't. Then know. I gotta pay I'm bills.
2: Go back to. That. <laughs> I saw <laughs> I saw a TikTok video today that was like a dude, and, and he goes, he goes, what's one thing that they didn't tell you as an adult? And he's like, it's like paying bills, fucking uh, rent. He's like, he's like naming off every little thing that you have to pay, and then he's like, he's like fucking traffic. You gotta deal with this bullshit. He's like, man, fuck this, fuck, fuck this. And he just goes starts flipping off into the room, like, fuck being an adult. No, I. <laughs>
1: part of me would talk shit on a guy that lives with his mom part of me thinks those guys are just more evolved like it's like why would I pay my own bills if this lady's gonna pay for me it's like like fuck man this dude, these dudes might have it all figured out like uh, yeah I can't do whatever I want but fucking who can like hey man yeah uh, I don't you're I mean you, you make a valid point yeah I... Yeah, you know, moms are just a little less annoying. Moms, if you want your sons around, just ask a few less questions. <laughs> uh, well, all right. So, what,
0: what is that? What made you want to go in the army? They tell you that you can fight. No. Oh no! Oh my God! <laughs> have I not
1: told you this story? No. Oh my God! This is the worst, funniest story about how someone enlisted ever. All right. So, all right. So Greg, Greg also at a youth uh, at, a, at a as a youth had a problem uh, not pulling out. So, <laughs> so I I'm I'm 33 years old. My son's 17 or 16. He'll be 17 in October. Do the fucking math. So, um, and my daughter's not far behind. So um, she's so started early. Started early. So <laughs> my uh, my. First, first ex wife, her dad, her stepdad uh, was like, "So what are you? What are you gonna do?" Because I'm like 19 years old, waiting tables at a high end restaurant, but like, just being a fuck off, just you know. And uh, he's like, "So what are you? What are you gonna do? like? What is your plan?" And he's like a cop, so I was just like, one day I was just like, ah, maybe like I'll join like the army or something, like I'll do something like that, you know, and just like. Just said it offhand. Well, fucking two days later, there's a recruiter at my job <laughs> with him, and they're just having lunch. Yeah. So, yikes. And I'm living under this dude's roof now, also. Well, so, I got you. Yeah. 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 Set you up. Yeah, set you up. yeah. So, I, went, I, I wouldn't say I wasn't given an option, but it was like, uh, you better figure some shit out quick here, pal. And I was just like, you know what's what's the worst that could happen? And then I was like, Oh yeah, I could fucking die. Um, uh, do I have to do this? He's like, Do you have another plan with like fucking paid benefits and health care for your fucking kids that you run around starting making? No, no, no. I, I, I definitely don't. I definitely don't. I, I would. I, no, I don't. Don't. He's like, Well, how about you just go in and see this guy? And man, let me tell you something. This recruiter,
2: they sell it. Smooth
1: motherfucker. Yeah, not just smooth, but like, but in a hurry to where it's like, I didn't even feel like I consented to any of it. And before I knew, I was in front of like the counselor lady being like, <laughs> what do you want to do for your job? I'm like, oh, but the funniest thing that happened to me. So you go to like MEPS, like the right. in processing, in processing the station, right? Duck walk. Yeah, right. All this, you got to do all this weird medical shit. But first you have to take the ASVAB, mm-hmm. all yeah. right? And it's. For, for people listening, if you don't know what the ASVAB is, it's basically like your app It's an aptitude test. It teaches like how well you learn, retain, whether you understand mechanics. I think all basic all males have to, don't they?
2: All yeah. all people that are going in the military. Yeah, a lot they make of recruiters
1: your... make like we'll just have everybody show up and take it so they yep. can pinpoint certain people that might have like a uh, special potential and stuff like that. So. I scored, like, my overall, it's 1 to 100. I scored a 69. That's not a joke. I wish it was, but I scored a 69. <laughs> and that, that's not bad. It's pretty good. And I had, like, a in your GT uh, score, which is one of the line scores, there's, like, 8 or 9 of them or something like that. Uh, If you get above, like, a 110, you can pretty much do almost anything in, in the Army. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is for all the other bridge. But it's, like, 110 is, like, the cutoff for, like, uh, you know, idiot job versus like intelligence job. Well, I got a one fourteen, so that's solid. But I still took the idiot job because this is like right before the surge. This is in oh uh, six, so they're like, all right, do you want to be? Yeah, he's like, do you want to be a uh, uh, a truck driver? And at the time, all you hear on the news is like roadside, roadside bombs. bomb. I'm like, yeah. fuck you, eat a thousand dicks. <laughs> and like and first of all, here's your also clue, like, it's not a good way to live. Is it's like, oh, the the bonus is six years. If you sign for six years, you get forty thousand dollars, which is the highest bonus they give for and Enliz- I'm like, what else you got? And they're like, Well, we got a mechanic, I'm a now. No, no, don't want to do like don't want to do this shit. And uh, he's "Well, we got artillery." I'm like, "All right, what, like what, like cannons?" He's like, "We still do that. Like I don't, know, I don't know." You know? He's <laughs> like, "Yeah, we shoot, They shoot like hundred pound bullets, like tw- like twenty miles, and just fuck people up." I'm like, "So it's like combat, but not like combat light." Yeah, and I'm like, "At least that's what, like, that's as what as they sell." Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so at nineteen years old. They're like, four years, $25,000. And I'm like, $25,000? I don't know. I've seen that much money in my life. So, you know, I sign up and like an asshole. But my, my biggest come-to-Jesus military moment was uh, first day, like, uh, you get, like, shark attack. You get yelled at or whatever and all that shit. Then I go to sleep first day of, like, after my first day of boot camp. And I have the most vivid dream that i'm back in san antonio hanging out just having a normal fucking day in san antonio and i wake up to a fucking drill sergeant throwing an aluminum trash can across <laughs> the fucking bed. wake the that fuck is, and that I, is the first and, morning yep and, oh, I, and I and i and, and, and it was never the same and <laughs> i woke up and i just remember like what the fuck did i do like no no <laughs> no like you literally like told the fucking Lord fuck first and i'm just like oh this was the worst idea i've ever made and then yeah it ended up being all right but it, man that was literally i wish um, you know how sometimes uh if you've if you've ever done lsd you, you can do those nostalgia moments oh for yeah, sure yeah. like it brings you it is something will bring you back like I wish I had the ability to like put on an Oculus and make someone feel how I felt in that moment, because <laughs> I guarantee you our enlistment totals would be zero, <laughs> like <laughs> pure fucking terror. Like that's
0: how it reminds me of when you and James, oh, uh, our
1: buddy McKelvey,
0: we, we worked with. Shout out to oh, James. Uh, y'all were talking, and there was something on the on the web on the news feed about. Uh, them doing something to increase enlistment and that started bringing up Americans being overweight and the, how much of them wouldn't even qualify. And James was like, well, yeah, that, and most people aren't aware that basically the military isn't special. It's just a, it's a social, it's a society made out of
1: yeah our society. So it, it's, you still have the same problem. Oh no. And that's what's, that's, what's funny is, uh, and they're like, you know, you're you know the one percent, you know, like all these people who can and can't join for whatever reason. But uh yeah, my my favorite thing, and it'll happen to me occasionally at the bar where someone's like, I'm thinking about joining the military. I'm like, Why? Tell you gotta yeah. tell me why. Yeah. And was one dude a few weeks ago was like, Man, I got fucking nothing going on. I'm like, perfect. Go. That's that's <laughs> what the fuck that is for you. Like if you yeah. don't know what
2: you want Yeah. No, I uh was it i joined in 2006 i graduated in, uh, in 04 and uh and i was uh i was i was going to college i was like oh, i'm gonna go to osu you know tech or whatever and uh i i fell short of tuition and uh and i went to my dad i was like oh hey man i i need some money for tuition he said why he goes he goes are you partying too much <coughs> and uh, and i'm like I mean, I'm, I'm, get, I'm Ar- doing all right, now. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm doing all right up here. Like, you know, and, then, and trying to explain to him that I need, you know, that I need help. And he was like, well, sometimes in life you got to figure shit out. And just hangs up on me. And uh, and so then I go to the rest of my family and stuff. Well, I end up having to move back to Midwest City. And uh, and my mom had recently, like, uh, we like my, my um, mom had, like, lost, like, a bunch of stuff and everything. So then, we, like, we were, we were staying with my aunt. And I'm sleeping in a garage next to a space heater in the middle of like January, February time frame, and and my buddy, uh, and like uh, Shelton, he was uh, he he was like, hey man, I'm going to talk to my recruiter today, and I was like, man, I fucking hate my job at Big Lots. I hate this. I hate that. I'm like, hey man. I'm gonna go with you, you know, and so yeah. then, I, and so I walk in this recruiter's office, and they, I mean, they they sell it, they sell it so well that you're just like, man, sign me up.
0: Well, the Air Force you know? compared to the other branches apparently uh, has a lot to actually sell.
2: Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, no. it, and it is, and that's the thing is that you know, I, I whenever I tell people like, my dad was in the army, and and, and he would it would tell you never join the army. My brother was in the Navy. Uh, my brother went through hell. In the navy, and but but he loved it, you know, and um and and he got out and he was like he was like yeah, don't ever join the navy, you know, and I had uncles in the navy and they were all like don't ever join the navy, you know, and then and then and then uh, my dad said that about the army, my uncle said like one of my uncles was a marine said that about the marines, and then like but my one uncle uncle Bobby he was in the air force and he was like, dude join the air force man that shit's <laughs> amazing you get to travel all over the world you get to do this you do that and I'm like, cool. You know, and that—that's why I joined the Air Force, and then and then they did the Joint Task Force stuff, and uh, and so I'm working on the Army side of Bagram, and we're getting bombed every day. Like that—that—that—that that, that, that is where, basically the difference. And so then when you tell people, oh, I was in the Air Force, they're all like, oh, you haven't never felt anything dangerous. Like, and it's like, you dude, like, fuck you similar. motherfuckers,
1: like Brittany, uh, my girlfriend Brittany was in the Army. She was at Bagram while she was there. She did a nine monther in. Uh Bagram in two thousand and eleven
2: or twelve. That's where I was. Yeah, Yeah. That's when I was there. No,
1: she. Uh, dude. So we had uh, my first tour. We had a we had a guy. He was an Air Force guy. He was a. uh, Basically, he's like a he's like a JTAC. He's you know he's the guy that's like if you call for fire, he's the guy that talks to jets or whatever. And uh, because he had to live with us and train with us. He got like so much extra money a month. Like he was making more than some of our E sixes because he's getting paid like four hundred uh like living basically like living under what you should we should let you live under like section means. Eight. Yeah, basically. <laughs> we're making you live like these fucking scrubs, you poor son of a bitch. And so like he's making like six hundred extra dollars a month because he's just having to live how i live
2: <laughs> yeah that's that's upsetting
1: it's very upsetting. it's very
2: upsetting you 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 go out to like germany and uh and you go on the air force base right and and i mean and, and the conditions weren't that great i mean in our in our dorms and everything and uh but you look at that and then i know, you'd be like like oh yeah but you know like have you ever been at a party at the barracks and we're all like uh Nah, how bad is it? And then you go over there, and you're like, you're like, what the fuck like are they living in, in man? Animal house. Yeah, it's like, it's like you see mold all over the walls and stuff. I'm like, dude, the army allows you guys to sleep here? Like, what, what is this? And they were like, you guys are bunch of spoiled motherfuckers, you know? Dude, um, my the barracks that my unit had
1: before we left for our first first tour, the second we left, they demolished them. <laughs> they uh, literally the the. They have a quad system, so it's like uh there's four buildings configured in a square, you know, a square configuration. In the middle is like a field. Right, or had like right. a basketball court, obstacle course, whatever. So uh, this was I quad on Schofield Barracks during like the day of Pearl Harbor. They literally had shot down a jet with a fifty cal, like from that quad, like the building was still there, like. <laughs> we would like pull up ceiling tiles and there'd be like Constantina wire, like barbed wire, (laughs) like in the ceiling to make sure that like people weren't going from room to room. Okay. So one of my buddies reminded me of the story. And then when you told me he was going to be on, yeah, I was going to be on here. I was like, I've never told anyone this story it. Is fucking remarkably stupid, but hilarious. All right. So, uh, just like any other thing, the military will have like crazy people. Right. right, every once in a while you get a crazy. Did you ever have a crazy guy, like a legit crazy guy in your oh, while you were? Many. Okay, so yeah. when so when I sh- first show up to my unit, like I'm a brand new private, I show up. There's a crazy guy, right? And it's young, like 22 year old black dude. I don't know where he was from. and I didn't have any terrible interactions with him but i didn't have to interact with him a lot he wasn't around one of those people you can just tell though like yeah Uh, so when i moved into the barracks initially he knocked on my door like he was the police and was like hey you see my tv remote a helicopter flew in through the ceiling tiles and stole it and i was like no (laughs) i have not all right and then i was like Oh shit. No, no. no. Wait, wait, wait. After all uh, right, what happened? Yeah. Did so he turn and walk away like look, nothing? Look no like I oh, he, like he was on like a the prowl. like somebody had <laughs> here's the thing, this is like oh like oh seven, so oh six. So this isn't like when everyone had like drones and helicopter things like they have today. This is like a stupid, obtuse thing that he's saying at this time. <laughs> The fact that someone would have a helicopter toy with the precision to grab a a remote at this time is asinine. But it's hilarious now. So now it is a possibility. Shit. So we go up like fucking I, drones. I, yeah, so right. But this is not a thing then. Right. So like I get so as soon as I get there we like go out to the field or whatever. But like all we had this whole big like fucking All these troublemakers in my unit that were getting kicked out, so they weren't gonna make them go train because they're getting kicked out. So, but so they weren't living the sweet life. They made them move into cots in like our day room, and like they had to live on cots while we were out in the field. Like you have to suck while everybody else embraces the (laughs) suck too. Like you don't just get to live the lavish life because you're a fuck up. And so. Well, they pull me in from the field because my uh, I'm like getting a house on on base and stuff like that. So they pull me out so I can take care of all this family stuff. And uh, I I come in in the morning and there's like cops everywhere and there's like uh, C I D which is like fucking secret goddamn secret squirrels super secret squirrel yeah so like they sit in there and so yeah, yeah. so so sometimes there are C I D people embedded in normal units and you don't know their cid well i walk in and there's a guy that i already recognized as a sergeant from like two units over you know like two companies over who's like in like slacks and t-shirt and i'm like oh fuck this dude's CID. And he looks at me like i wasn't supposed to see him and i was like and i'm like man so like i duck out and they're like what's going on and since I had gotten there, there was this really... I don't even want to say his name. It's such a terrible thing. But he is, like, the nicest dude ever. Was just about to, like, retire and all this stuff. And I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, man, he's saying that that really cool sergeant first class dude, like, raped him in his sleep last night. I'm like, fucking what? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, that's why all these freaking cops, cops and everybody's here. And I'm just like... Oh, like, and this is like my third week in regular army time. So I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, cause I know this dude is, you know, but fuck, what do I know? And so, but, and so, (coughs) so eventually like my first sergeant, my platoon sergeant, everybody, they come out of the field or whatever to sort this shit out and they're figuring out real quickly that this dude's full of shit. Right. And they're putting this dude in like the back of a van to go take him to the hospital or whatever. And my fucking first sergeant runs after him and just starts trying to beat his ass. Like, it is the fucking fun. Like, he's like, McKay, I'm fucking service. And, and my first sergeant, by the way, is a small, like, Jax from Mortal Kombat. Imagine him, but like Napoleon size. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, real short, but demonstrative, bald headed black right, dude. Right. Just. Like, Terry Crews, but, like, short and, like, a little <laughs> bit more compact. He's like... Everybody knows this bullshit, right? And he's like... He's just trying to, like, not have to sleep on a cot. That's all this whole thing oh is about, God. right? He's just trying to have a bed. That's Fucking
0: the, ruined a guy's whole...
1: Well, no, well, thank God he did... But, well, he could have. Right, yeah. exactly. But, like, they there's literally... Like, four huge army guys trying to rip my first arm off from pummeling this fucking idiot. Like, it is the funniest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, you motherfucker! And then, so we have formation at the end of the day. Everyone comes out of the field or whatever. Okay. And so, like, we all have formation. Like, all right, guys. He's on the fifth floor, guys. Which is, like, the mental wing at Tripler. And we're all like, woohoo! Like, is like... No more bullshit. And what I found out before like before all of this that I'm I was privy to, there was like three or four times where he had just like called the fire department and said the barracks were on fire like just done like as asin- like to where like now the police the fire department has to come in and wake everybody up uh. in the middle of the night. And, yeah, just a... One of those guys. Just a, a ruiner of times. Yeah. But, God damn it, the funniest thing I've ever seen is <laughs> watch a guy almost lose his career over something stupid and then watch a guy almost really lose his career over <laughs> fucking pummeling said guy. Oh, so That's much like, better. Those those moments are
0: like that fight that happened over at Campus Corner with that wrestler. It went viral. Oh, you so know. good. Dude. So good. I, I, I just want... I'm like, I really want to see what, like... I want to see what led to that, because... Oh, the whole thing? Bam. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well. What, what an, an asshole. asshole. I mean... Hey. don't fuck with dudes with cauliflower ear, man. Uh,
1: well, first of all, yeah. Like, <laughs> cauliflower ear... That's a no. That's... that's Hey, you've either been punched in the ear so much it's swollen up, or this guy knows how to wrestle Yeah. And the two of those things... <laughs> both of those are outskies on me. And this is a guy that has to bounce people from from the occasional time well
0: i mean there's always a risk reward it's not saying you couldn't kick someone's ass if they have cauliflower here. everybody anybody's vulnerable but <coughs> yes yeah. you'd sure fucking remember it that's for sure
1: uh <laughs> very large people I'm, I'm not i'm five seven i'm not a tall person by any means i'm but, almost six four right pe- people like you <laughs> for, forget while i have a low center of gravity If I grab you by your fucking belt loop, oh yeah, it is over for you. I have done that to so many men triple my size, where they're like trying to get out of it, and I'm pushing them towards the door, and they don't know what to do with their lives. (laughs) Here's the dynamic, though. Like before, mostly I I bar back on the weekends now, but it used to be on the weekends where uh, the other door guy, his name is Leroy, and he's six foot, two forty five, huge black dude, like he's massive. Nobody wants to fuck with him ever, ever. <laughs> but, like, I enjoy being the guy who's like, hey, bud, it's time for you to go. And he's like, what the fuck are you going to do about it? And be like, I'm not going to do anything. But you see him over there? He will do all of the work, and I will do all of the shit talking on your way out. <laughs> and there's a few times that were the second time I ever worked there was Halloween night, right before I left our, our last job. Yeah, and yeah. I watched a, uh, a, a very crackish looking man dressed as a lion, but without the head on, like, he's yelling at Leroy, but with, like, so imagine, (laughs) right? So there's a dude looking ridiculous, dressed as a lion, but, like, doesn't have the lion head on, and he's holding it, and he's yelling at him, (laughs) and he drops the the Uh N-word on him, and, uh, you know, he did a really good job of keeping his composure, but he's like, hey, man, uh, that's going to be the last time and the last word spoken in this bar, i need you to leave well then his buddy who's dressed like a raptor the t-rex like you can't make this up it's this halloween night I it's the you. goddamn best yeah so so raptor comes out and he's like hey man you need to fucking j-. so so all of a sudden lion and raptor go outside as friends and fight each other <laughs> i didn't even have to bounce this guy i thought i was gonna have to be my first bounce turns out his best friend and They beat the shit out of each other (laughs) and then realize they can't get back into the bar because the door's locked out the back. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, it's just life hands you little tokens every now and then. Hey,
0: I I saw two homeless guys fight at the mall in San Antonio, and it was because some kid instigated it with a half a sandwich. And when I heard that, I was in high school, and I actually had more of a heart then than I do now, and I... I was dying laughing all the way to the bus, man. We were just
1: like, "Where does this kid learn this trick?" Because
0: it's like, why wouldn't I have thought of that? You know, kind of think of it. That might have been me. No, I was in San Antonio.
1: I was like, "It's not, it's not far off." No, that's what I'm saying. When you were just like uh, those terrible things, like you would just.
0: So you got anything coming up? I know things have been closed down. Uh, a lot of guys went to the online route or anything like that. You do anything?
1: No, I've I really just been kind of focused on the podcast, uh, guys. You guys can find my me and uh, Justin Keithley again. Our, our podcast is talking bluntly. We have an Instagram for it. Uh, we'll get a Facebook up soon, uh, man. I, I I have a my own Instagram. Uh, follow me at Greg Thomas on Instagram uh, f- for my shows when they start picking back up, but. Yeah, man, just spent a lot of time on the pod. Uh, Man, just reworked a whole room, and, you know, like you have this dope room in your house. I'm just doing the...
0: Working on it. Yeah, no, exactly. (laughs) I'm
1: in the same kind of stage as I'm painting right now, so it looks, you know, it's, it's halfway there, so... Uh, you know, I, again, I appreciate the support from all you guys, appreciate you guys listening and, uh, you know, Brad, I appreciate you guys having me on, so.
0: Well, how's, the, I mean, as far as, I mean, I know you moved to Oklahoma City, Is uh, how's the vibe out there versus living here in Norman?
1: Um, uh, man, I actually, I like this city a little bit more, not, not cause, uh, not cause I didn't like Norman, but number one, it's just closer for, for both of, uh, both the jobs in the house, but also, uh. There's just all the mics, most of the stuff going on, just in the city, Bricktown It's all just right yeah. down there, and it's just I'm like a seven-minute drive, so it just doesn't beat anything like that. And I really do uh, uh, like having the Asian district right there. Some dope pho places yeah. all around there. Yeah, really good food down there. Food. there for yeah, sure. no, and that's that's uh, it's gonna be why I look like shit when I go to Vegas next week <laughs> instead of having this pool body. Ooh, where you going, man? Where are you staying? Uh, no, we're staying. We we do Fremont. Uh, when we go, I like, I like yeah, Fremont. we like going to Fremont. We're staying uh, Golden Gate this time. We're going to Golden Gate, but Circa just opened. Have you been? Have you heard about Circa? Uh uh Twenty one only everywhere. I no kids. That, well, that's how Vegas is supposed to fuck right. Be. But no kids at the pool. No nothing. It's twenty, and they have like an Olympic stupid huge Vegas style pool, but it also has like a. Uh, like, a whole TV monitoring system outside with a live sports book and, like, monstrous TVs everywhere. So it's just...
0: And that's on Fremont? Yeah.
1: Oh, They just built I like downtown better. Yeah, the strip is cool, but, yeah, I like Fremont. Like, I just... It's a little bit more fun. People aren't as... uh, When I went last August, uh, yeah, I went at the height of the pandemic like an asshole. Yeah, that's who I am. Well, you probably
0: had free fucking
1: play. Chief lights <laughs> chief yeah no everything was great i'm i'm lightly sad because it's going to be a little bit more full this time i but... went to a
0: high went to high school with a buddy of mine that does the vegas joe exotic that's his gig nice Yeah, shout out to brad weldon from mcleod oklahoma oh yeah, yeah he's doing that thing and uh, dude he looks a lot like him i'll tag him on this because yeah he does it well I'm like, God damn it! He's an. In, he, it's like he's. He's. He, that's. That's. You can put that on a resume, man. That's Robert Downey Jr. work right there. I, you're a dude playing. You're a dude from Oklahoma playing
1: another dude from Oklahoma. Yeah, that's like Inception. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're gonna wake up and like. Sometimes I don't even know who I am anymore. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even know if these tigers are real.
0: <laughs> what do you mean, you people? Yeah. What do what you, do you mean? mean,
1: you people? Kangaroo Jack.
0: Yeah oh so good i'll yeah. probably have to watch that now today yeah
1: i think it's on uh i think it's on prime right now so oh, that's yeah? good yeah cool man dude again uh, appreciate you having me on and uh yeah man look forward to you uh you know getting this thing going it's it's been fun to listen to so uh, been... find something of your own and uh yeah we gotta i've got a a few cool bands uh my my buddy justin keithley he's got a his buddy's got a cool uh band the pet toads i don't know if you ever heard of them I haven't heard of. they're they're pretty they play it uh they play at, like the speakeasy and they play the first shop in tulsa they play some pretty good they're a pretty cool little band you should check them out cool but shout out judd but yeah man i uh, again appreciate you having me on and uh let's get out of here man
0: all right man uh <laughs> i'll uh i'll have jonathan come in and do the the outro for us anyways uh greg thanks for coming in man we appreciate it and hopefully when things pick up uh they'll get back yeah, to some, we'll, some level of normalcy.
1: We'll do this again. Hopefully we have me and Len on at the same time, hopefully.
0: Cool, man, yeah. All right, All right guys, uh, we're going to wrap this up. Greg, thanks for being in here with us, man, and you guys check him out on Instagram and Facebook. Um, uh, my name is Brad Biggs. I'm doing 13th Step Tone Solutions. You can get a hold of me on Facebook and Instagram, too, if you got any uh, electronic repair needs or uh, recording equipment, troubleshooting things
2: and such. So, uh, Jonathan, wrap us up. The Local Earshot Podcast runs on the value-for-value value system. That's time, talent, and treasure. Uh, we value your time for listening. Uh, we know that uh, you know, whenever our guests actually share uh, recently, we, we had a lot more listeners for this last episode than what we've had before. That was a fun. Um, we're average about 10, but, uh, but this episode like or this last episode was about 20, 25 people. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that we're going to be on a growing path. There's about five new listeners every single uh, week that we do it um but uh and you know so we value that uh talent if you're in a band or if you're an artist in oklahoma or if you're in the industry of music or or any type of entertainment um like uh for this episode we had a comic on uh, we've done that before uh it, we're basically just talking about um, to anybody in entertainment interesting creative um,
0: people that's what we yep. like that's our people
2: Yep, and uh, and so yeah, we would like to have you on, and and you could tell your story and all that stuff, uh, and then treasure, uh, we take donations at the local backslash uh, donate, and uh, we take all crypto, um, cash app, bitmo, um, and then. Uh, Anchor actually uh, just now extended a uh, a feature that allows us to be able to take subscriptions. So if you want to subscribe, there's little subscribe amounts. Um, It's as small as like even two bucks an episode to up to, you know, five, six dollars a month um, if you wanted to do it that way. Uh, Usually there's no ads from coming from those services whenever on all the podcast service, whenever you do that kind of stuff. Um, And then, uh, yeah, so... um, We greatly appreciate everybody listening, and uh, I, you know, I think we're done for the day.
0: All right, man. Thanks, guys. Thank Thank you. Bye.